This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the fourth week of Advent. The anticipation heightens. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you so much. How good to be talking to you. Indeed, the anticipation heightens these days as we get to what we call the late days of Advent. And we started off on Sunday with the Annunciation, the angel Gabriel speaking to Mary and letting her know that she was to conceive in her womb God. Isn't that just such a powerful, powerful narrative to hear that news, the beginning of our salvation? I, you know, I love, and I said this on Sunday at Mass, there's a meditation in the Office of Readings um, that goes along when that reading is proclaimed, and it's from um, St. Anselm, and he reflects on that very brief moment, that very brief moment between the angel's invitation and Mary's, yes, her fiat. And it, it, you could just, you, it, I, I love all the uh, the drama that it, it, it brings about. He's going through, oh, please, Mary, we're begging you of this. Please say yes, say yes. Please, Mary, say, um, say, say uh, tearful Adam is begging this of you. Abraham begs it of mm-hmm. you. David begs it of you. We beg it of you. It's just so exciting. You can catch, get caught up in it. And then you hear that just great sigh. When Mary says, Behold the angel of the Lord, behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. And it's almost like all creation breathes a sigh of relief that God's plan is unfolding. I'm always struck by um, the thought that uh, Mary knew the voice of the angel and she knew that it was from God. That's it. You see, Mary and Joseph both had this unshakable confidence in God's fidelity. When you look at their yeses to the Lord, you would look at that and say, man, that's that's pretty generous of them. That's pretty bold and courageous of them. And it is. But it's not baseless. It's not uh, reckless. It's essentially this confidence that God has been, is, and always will be faithful. And so if God is asking something of them, if God is asking something of us, then God will come through for his part. And, um, and, and that, that's the message that goes all the way throughout. So you, we, we begin this part of the infancy narrative with um, the Annunciation. But all the way through... When we see Mary and Joseph trying to figure things out, and some, when, when you think about it, some terrifying moments, they move forward boldly, confidently, and generously because they know that God is faithful. And she was so confident that her question shows her purity of heart. She didn't question that it was going to be done, as the angel said. Right. She said, how? I mean, it was, okay. <laughs> give, give, give me my marching orders. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the Annunciation, we go to the Visitation. So we're, we're talking about the book of uh, Luke, uh, chapter 1, and the Visitation. She went in haste. She went quickly. And that was yesterday's reading, and she went in haste. Did, I don't know if you've noticed this, but through the season of Advent, um, the, the word haste comes up a lot in our prayers. Haste and hasten. 
O Lord, uh, O Lord our God, help us to run with haste to meet our Savior. And as we're praying that we can respond to God's help by running in haste, making haste to greet Christ, we look to Mary who ran in haste um, in response to God's word. She ran in haste. She knew that Elizabeth, her kinswoman, was also expecting but was probably in need. And she had to share good news. She had to share Jesus. She brought Jesus to Elizabeth. I'm thinking of pilgrimages that I've been on, and, and Bishop Brennan, I'm sure that you've been on pilgrimages as well. They're very well planned. But when you go in haste, I'm guessing that there is such a level of trust and uh, maybe a few more obstacles than she would have normally faced, but she still faced them um, as she went through the hillside uh, to meet her cousin Elizabeth. Well, you know, it's not a short journey from um Cana, Nazareth in Cana to up toward uh, up toward uh, uh, near Jerusalem, just outside of Jerusalem. Um, that's not a short journey at all, and uh, and it's you know you, you don't take an Uber to get there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is so true, and you know we're so used to that, and we're so accustomed to things just happening. But right. um, this this is not one of those cases, and and she had to trust fully. And the uh, when she first sees Elizabeth, re- Elizabeth's response was so full as as well of God's peace. Yes, and in a sense, it's Elizabeth's and John the Baptist's response. She communicates that response. She she says. Um, she says, uh, who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to greet me? And the, at the moment the sound of your voice reached me, the child in my womb leapt for joy. So John the Baptist is already beginning his, mm. his ministry, <laughs> prepare the way of the Lord. Mm. And then the, the Magnificat today, uh, Mary's yeah, response today, to that greeting. Which is a powerful, powerful sto- uh, proclamation. It's very biblical in its images. Mary draws on her Jewish tradition and sings this uh, powerful song of praise to God, um, God who turns everything around. The mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. And isn't it wouldn't it be great if that becomes our song, that let my soul proclaim the greatness of the Lord. Let my soul magnify the Lord. For God, his mighty, has done great things for me. You might look at Mary and say, really? <laughs> at that moment, right? Yeah. Really? But you see, that's where faith brings us to truth. Because Mary saw the deeper joy. She didn't look at the hurdles and the difficulty. Oh, she she did look at them. I shouldn't say that. She looked at them, but she looked beyond them. She looked deep into them. And she saw God's fidelity and she saw what God was doing and what God would, that God would accomplish something wonderful through this. And so we are approaching Christmas. And uh, Christmas Eve, uh, practically speaking, uh, our parishes are uh, doing things a little bit more different, differently this, this Christmas as we have been doing the last several months with COVID-19. Um, what, um, what is the process like in most parishes? Well, it really depends on a number of things. It depends on the parish itself, the size of the parish, the, the customary um, number of people who show 
at Christmas time. It depends on the geography of the parish. It depends on the the facilities. So some parishes can have multiple masses. Some parishes are not able to do that. And some parishes have, and and some of it has to do with the availability of priests. Some of them are doing an overflow with a live stream, but participation with the people and the chance to receive Holy Communion. So mm-hmm. they're, they're doing different things. But one thing that's going to be very different is in order to maintain the social distancing that is required, that's going to limit our numbers. We can't pack in the churches like we do ordinarily on Christmas Eve. We're all used to people three deep in the aisles in different churches and standing outside on the steps. Um, that just can't happen. So, um, we first of all, I think people themselves are recognizing the call of um, of staying that that that's stay at home advisory, trying to limit activities, trying to limit th- their being in large crowds, and so people will make a prudent decision and say, "I think it's better for me and my family that we don't go out into the crowd." Um, we're in some parishes, the problem isn't so much going to mass. The problem is that everybody wants to go to the four o'clock on Saturday <laughs> on, on, on Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's that everybody wants to go to the same mass. And I understand that. But, you know, a lot of reasons why people like that is because of some of the other traditions, the visiting that they do. So maybe our mm-hmm. traditions are a little bit different. And so parishes are trying to, for want of a better way of saying this, spread out the crowd get people to different masses. And so some of them are using reservation systems um, so that they're asking you to sign up. Um, Many of those have already filled, but sometimes people are um, backing out and maybe there would be a possibility. It depends on the parish and what they're able to provide. Um, And people are, in fact, calling in to to change their plans. But um, what we're asking everybody to do, no matter where you are, is please check with your parish. See what they're doing, mm-hmm. not only their schedule, but how they're accommodating everyone. Um, and then, of course, many parishes are doing the live stream. Um, many parishes are um, <clears throat> are, are doing um, things during the, uh, the week to try to encourage people. Um, so so check, check your parish. That's, that's the key message. And uh, for those who haven't already done, uh, experienced a Mass spiritually from home, sometimes that can be a great testament to um, the family that uh, your home uh, is a place of prayer, and you can well, bring that to, to, uh, to that experience. Exactly. And so th- that brings me to something else, mm-hmm. um, to a request that I've been asking both in here and in the secular press, and that is, please... Let's make Holy Mass the cornerstone of our Christmas celebration. Mm-hmm. So if you can come to Mass as, as a family, great. But maybe even more so than on Sundays. as we've In the early part of the day, we were gathering pretty faithfully and strongly. As time goes on, people are still connected, but maybe watching when they can. But really... Make this a time for your family to gather and make it a time that the phone is off the hook, that we're all together. Schedule it. So mm-hmm. um, the Mass from the Cathedral 
will be live streamed at 10.30, but it will be broadcast at noon. So open your presents, um, <laughs> share your joy, have your breakfast, and make a point almost as if you were going to church. Mm-hmm. And say, let's all be together in the living room or whatever room it is. And quietly gather and be together for Mass. And you know what? Let's even sing. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I <laughs> think that, that is so important. With the choir. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, so, so that's I, – I understand. And not only do I understand, but I, I think I need to encourage – that decision that many will be making to stay at home, but but still make Holy Mass key, a key part of your celebration of Christmas. Um, because of the broadcast, it will be an hour, it'll be 12 to 1, so really give that hour to the Lord. And then I often say, I quote John Pope St. John Paul II, time given to God is never time lost. It's time transformed. God gives it back, but he gives it back with many blessings. Bishop, Any gift we give to God, he gives back with many blessings. And Bishop Brennan, I'm just going to go through the schedule at St. Gabriel Radio and then insert what you just spoke about, which is the live streaming Mass from the Cathedral on Christmas Day. Uh, that'll be at columbuscatholic.org. So that's the diocesan website, 1030 on Christmas Day. Uh, you'll also have the Mass on TV on NBC4 at noon. So the 10.30 Mass is going to be time-shifted to noon on Christmas Day if you want to partake in uh, in that uh, Mass. St. Gabriel Radio has five opportunities, I believe. I'm going to take that back. Four opportunities. Two on Christmas Eve, the 24th. Uh, the Solemn Mass from Rome uh, with Pope Francis at 1.30 p.m. Thursday, uh, Christmas Eve, 10 p.m., at night, a solemn mass from the Basilica, the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. And then on Christmas morning, we have uh, the Urbi at Orbi with Pope Francis, his Christmas message from the Vatican at 6 a.m. Then we have a mass at 8 a.m. from EWTN. And then at noon, we go back to Washington, D.C. in the solemn mass of Christmas Day. So we have a lot of opportunities on St. Gabriel. We have the, the very special opportunity here in Columbus uh, to um, to share the Mass with Bishop Brennan from the Cathedral. And again, that's going to be on at 10.30 a.m., streaming live on columbuscatholic.org, and then on NBC4 on regular TV at 12 noon. I hope I got all those right, uh, but this is going to be a special Mass. There's a special surprise or a special <laughs> announcement that you have associated with these Masses. I do. I have the privilege of being able to impart the apostolic blessing in union with Pope Francis so that at that Mass that will be broadcast at uh, on NBC at noon, um, the final blessing will actually be the apostolic blessing with the indulgences attached. And, um, and so there are special prayers that go along with that, but it, it, it calls... Us, it's another gift, if you will, of God's mercy. The Ubi et Orbi, which you will broadcast, has a similar apostolic blessing directly from the Pope himself. But um, but this apostolic blessing is given to a diocesan bishop to to do up to three times a year, and so I'll have the privilege of being able to impart that on Christmas Day. And ordinarily, it comes it 
it, it asks of people to be truly penitent, confess their sins, and receive Holy Communion. So many people will be um, heading to confession these days, but also the, I remind you that um, the privileges, I might say, uh, given to us back by the Holy See in the springtime still are with us. So if it's impossible because of health or risk to make confession, you, one may make what's called a perfect act of contrition for the purpose of this uh, um, indulgence um, and um, with the intention to go to confession when that is truly possible. And the same with Holy Communion. Um, we, we have the prayer for spiritual communion and for the purpose of this apostolic blessing and its indulgences, um, a spiritual communion. So the point is, whether you're present at the cathedral or watching us um, through the streaming or television, uh, this blessing applies. And what it is, it's nothing more than this. It's simply a gift of God's mercy, another gift of God's mercy. Well, as we prepare for Christmas, uh, there's no time like the present. If you've been entering into Advent in a full way, keep going. We're just a few days away. If you haven't, there's no time like the present, uh, right, uh, Bishop Brennan? That's right. These these late days of of Advent are pretty intense, so we can get a lot in. And, you know, one other thing, if I just note that on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, that is not the end of the Christmas season. It's the beginning (laughs) Yeah, well, we're tell us about that, because I, with, I know that we talk about that occasionally, but we yes. we always think in days, uh, most of us, but our That's church right. thinks in longer periods of time. That's right. It's really the beginning of the Christmas season, and uh, that Christmas season has different phases to it. So first we have the octave of Christmas, which takes us through New Year's Day, and Mass is celebrated solemnly every day. And so, especially if you're not going to Mass on Christmas Day, consider coming to Mass on Sunday, the Feast of the Holy Family. Consider gathering your family and coming to Mass on Holy Family when it might be a little less crowded. Mm-hmm. And and uh, <clears throat> and see the Church in its beauty and take part in the Christmas hymns and carols. Um, But also many parishes will be doing different celebrations, uh, the Liturgy of the Hours, evening prayer, through the octave, so that we can continue that celebration of Christmas. And so so I invite you again, look at your parish and see what's happening. It's the beginning. The octave of Christmas we celebrate very solemnly, but even then it continues through the Epiphany up to the Baptism of the Lord. And so we have a little bit of time to celebrate Christmas, and we should keep those things going. It becomes in when when the stores are decorated in uh, September and October for Christmas. I know it starts to get a little bit old, <laughs> but we can't let that happen. We can't mm-hmm. let we can't take let anybody rob mm-hmm. Christmas from us. Christmas goes on; it's only beginning, and this is a time a season of joy and gratitude, because God lives among us. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a blessing? Indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Loving Mother of the Redeemer, gate of heaven, star of the sea, assist your people who have fallen, yet strive to rise again. To the wonderment of nature, you bore your Creator, you remained a virgin after as before. You, 
who received Gabriel's joyful greeting, have mercy on us, poor sinners. And may Almighty God bless you and your families this Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to the Weekly Faith Dialogue with Bishop Brennan for the fourth week of Advent. Up next is Living the Catholic Life 